This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm here with Laura Heck, my friend and colleague. My name is Zach Brittle. Today is your lucky day. We are having a two-for-one episode, kind of by accident, but we're spending time uh, talking about housework and how that works and how you balance that. And um, Then we answer a listener question, which is always fun. We enjoy your listener questions. If it sparks something for you today, please send us something in. We would love to chat about it with you. Okay, stick around. And we're on. Yes, we are on. Uh, good afternoon, Zachary Brittle. Hi. I am in Hi. my kitchen. Yeah, you rarely record at home. Why is it that you wanted to come from your office home? Uh, because I don't know. I didn't want to be in my office anymore. And my whole family is out of town right now. Well, not all of them. What, uh, but the house is a wreck. And so I came home early to clean it up before they come back tonight. Amen. Do you know what's so funny about just on the topic of cleaning? I've gone through a little bit. I would describe it as sort of OCD in the last couple of days. Um, So I learned a long time ago that when we ended up making some money and we didn't have to scrape by any longer that I would outsource cleaning of the home. So we have we have a house cleaner come in and that's a marital aid right there because there has been so many tough topics around what I would do, what he would do. And then finally, we just decided we're just going to, we're going to hire so-and-so to do it for us. Mm. So she comes by and she cleans the house yesterday. And as she's leaving the house, I walk in with a mop and a, (laughs) and, and a carpet cleaner. And, um, she sort of looks at me and we have this moment where she just was kind of like, what the hell am I doing this for lady? If you're just going to come in and clean after me, clean up after me. But yeah, but I shampooed the carpets yesterday. And then I also did this sort of like polyurethane stained situation on our hardwoods so that they're super glossy. And I couldn't figure out why I was going so crazy. And then I realized it's because my mother-in-law is coming into town for like three days. Your mother-in-law thinks I'm hilarious. No, she doesn't. (laughs) That is not true. No, she does. She... How, like, when did you meet my mother-in-law? I've never met her, but you told her some of my jokes one time, and 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 then she said something like, "Maybe he should come up with funnier jokes." 
because they're not funny. My jokes are funny. Well, they are jokes. That's you Hey, had, this episode jokes. is not about housekeeping, but let me say two things, two little mini stories about this in case you want to have um, a, a, a... I didn't get to finish my topic. I was just getting to the punchline. Oh. You literally cut me off. Oh, right on. Can I, can I finish it? About your mother-in-law? Yeah, no, okay. it's about you because oh. you said you were coming home to clean the house. Oh, okay. And the truth is that men who do household chores, you know this fact, don't you? Mm-hmm. Get laid more often. <laughs> so I, I, I think that it is in your best interest to continue to clean up that house before Rebecca gets home. Thank you so. Th- thanks for caring. So you're welcome. I don't my, care about you. About I care about Rebecca. Life. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> the reason that is true, though, is because. We know that one of the things that makes it hard for women to connect with their bodies and their emotions sexually is that they have a to-do list that they're working through. Mm-hmm. And so men, you make the to-do list smaller, uh, you get to the, uh, the stack faster, is the okay. theory. Anyway, um, so wait, I have two other things about housekeeping. One, okay. did I tell you this part about how I went down and visited my roommate from college? I don't um, think so. All right, so in March, I went down to Noah's house to hang out with him. He was my roommate in college. He was an athlete. Mm-hmm. He was a disaster, kind of a slob, food everywhere, <laughs> sweaty clothes in the corner. I mean, just, it was gross. Um, I love Noah, and, but okay. I, and I was the neat freak, right? Like my house, my side of the room was, bed was always made and the clothes always folded and my books were stacked neatly. And, you know, I had one drawer that was full of stuff, but everybody has their junk drawer. Anyway, I get down to Noah's house <clears throat> and I walk in and I'm like, this place is gross i mean he's got two little girls no he lives with his wife and two daughters and a couple dogs and there's just toys everywhere and clothes and the mattresses are all torn up and on the floor and everybody's all over the place and and i asked him i said hey did just out of curiosity did you just like get lucky when you found melissa like did that how did that how does it work that you're allowed to live like this and he goes yeah we just this is how we live. And we prioritize. She other lives like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we yeah. prioritize other stuff. We prioritize time with our kids and, and activities huh. and getting outside. And, and it occurred to me at that moment that when it comes to housekeeping or anything, there's uh-huh. no right way to keep your house. Like yeah. c- shampooed carpets and polished hardwoods. <laughs> that's not the right way. That's just the way that works for you guys. And it's just my way stuff all over the place. Um, well, but it works because of agreement, right? It works because exactly. the two of them go, we don't care. This isn't a thing for us. Um, and so right. I'm tiptoeing all over the place. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I think I'll keep my shoes on if you don't mind. And um, <laughs> but, I was like, um, why are you tiptoeing? If you were to trip over something yeah. or kick something oh, over, it would be in its right place. And then the other oh. thing I think about housework too is, um, and this is kind of how it is in our family, is I think there's also no right way to split the duties. Because right. people want to go, hey, right. it should be 50-50. And I don't, I actually enjoy it. If Rebecca did more than half of the housework, I think I would be sad because hmm. I wouldn't get to, to do my OCD stuff and I wouldn't get to have things the way I want them to go. And I have yeah. no ego attached to like domestic chores. So I just yeah. think it's, it's one of those places that's a good playground for different themes and theories within the context of a couple's relationship. But Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I will say this that it's always evolving where maybe you know, we should before, have a whole episode about housework well let's just go into it we'll talk about it right now I think that's fine um, is that and we want to get to that lady's email because she's really and, eager 
she, yeah, she wants a response, yeah. obviously, yeah. and we will give it to her. But <laughs> I think one of the helpful things to do is to sit down and just talk about what do you like and what do you not like to do as far as housework. And unfortunately, I think my husband's response early on was, I don't like any of it. <laughs> yeah. And I said, it's a good thing that you work so hard and you make money because we're going to throw it at this problem. Yeah. Somebody's going to fill in the gap that you do not want to fill in. Well, and the other thing um, is like, it's, uh, what do you like? What do you not like? Fine. That's a fine conversation. Mm -hmm. But like, mm -hmm. what has to get done and what can we not really care about? You know, like, yeah, that's the other piece, I think, um, because garbage has got to go down to the curb every Wednesday. That has to happen. I don't like it. Right. But it, it so sometimes you have to do stuff you don't like. Sure. But then there are some things where one of you may feel like, well, I grew up and every Sunday we had to bleach the the bathroom floors. And this was actually a thing in my household. It was actually every Monday I would come home and the whole house would be airing out because my mom uh, basically went through an entire jug of bleach. We must have been dirty children. Yeah. And she would bleach everything. And so I grew up thinking that clean had to mean that it was bleached and it was just, it was sanitary. You could eat literally off of the floor. I think that might have been the military side of my mom coming out. Okay. Um, but that's not necessary in our household. And it might not be necessary to clean up, you know, everything before you go to bed or to sweep the floors. Ooh, I know a song I about up. cleaning up. Do you want to hear it? Does it go? Clean up, clean up, clean up, everybody. Up, everybody. <laughs> hey, clean up, clean up, everybody. Do your share. Should teach Did that you, to Holden. This is a side note, though. Do you know how big and hot Baby Shark is right now? Is that what have you heard of the Have you heard of Baby Shark? You know that song, right? No, I have no idea. You don't know? Okay, how many people are listening right now? They're like, "Come on, Zach, how could you not Baby know Shark? Baby Shark?" I don't know Baby Shark. My kids are old. It's a, Baby Shark. Do do. Do, no, do, do, no. do, baby shark. No, no. Mm -mm. mama shark. Do, 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 no. do, do. All right. I'll sing that for you tomorrow when I see you. Yeah. Face to face. You know, what we, okay. We should tell them what we almost did tomorrow. What? Oh, we did almost <laughs> go to yoga <laughs> together. <laughs> together. In a hot, so that dark fluorescent room. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach has been on this journey. He gifted his wife. I'm bringing it up again. Yeah. You gifted your wife one of the most incredible gifts. I brought this up to Ryan. Yeah. I said, yeah. this is what Zach did for his, Rebecca's birthday. And I said, I think that's one of the nicest gifts. Yeah. But you said that you would drop Fif X amount of pounds. 15 pounds. 15 pounds by her or birthday. by her birthday. Yep. And her birthday is Thursday, yep. which we're recording on a Tuesday. Yep. You have two more days to go. How many more pounds do you have? Four. All right. So he has four more pounds and I'm coming into town. I, I, I said, Zach, you're my number one and only option of somebody that I would like to see. I'm going to refresh, take that back. Somebody I'm going to see while I am in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> and you suggested, you're like, great, let's go out for beers. And I was thinking about you and yeah, your goal the sweet. very next yeah. day. Yeah. So you had suggested yoga and I, I changed my would, mind. It's yeah, incredible. I said, I said, here's another option. Let's do this. Cause I go, yes. I usually go to a Wednesday night yoga class. Uh, yeah. And I, but they're not nothing. Having, they're not having, I would, it. I would pay money to see you do yoga, <laughs> hot yoga. I actually, I, would. I actually, I was so relieved when the when the class was not on the calendar. <laughs> Cause I was like, I hey, two things. One, I don't, I don't think I would be laughing the entire time. Cause you would look at me. And see me, yeah. Do yoga. I would probably make some <laughs> fart fart noises too, because that's just how mature I am. Yeah. 
All right. Let's talk about this question that came up from a listener. So the question that she had is she emailed and she said, my partner and I are 15 years apart. So by the way, we're going, we're going to get the beers. We're going to get beers. I will drink the beers and you will drink a diuretic. Uh, I had plenty of that over the weekend. <laughs> just trying weekend, to guys. shed, <laughs> just trying to shed the last of the. <laughs> it was not, not on purpose. Not on purpose. Okay, wait. This woman wrote us an email because I don't want to talk about that okay. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she wrote an email. She said, "My partner and I are 15 years apart. She is his junior. He's now getting close to about 60 years old, and some things are changing. They really enjoy doing a lot of." outdoorsy activities being very physical and now the things that they would once do and connect over he's not wanting to do or can't physically do Mm. and she feels like every time she brings it up because she wants to connect she wants to do the things they once enjoyed he has an excuse that his body can't physically do it Mm. and she's really finding it difficult because here she's staring at She's 45 years old. She's still youthful. She's still vibrant. She's still very physically fit and wants to do all of these things. And her husband doesn't want to do them with her. And I think it's really driving a wedge in their relationship. And she wants to know what to do um, because it really is just the beginning of a transition in their relationship. Mm. So I I have some ideas. I want to kick it over to you just to hear what your thoughts are. I mean, I have a couple initial thoughts anyway, which is I... I just don't, I guess I would want to start with, what does he want to do? I mean, okay. it's one thing to say no, I don't want to do that. But then you got to mm-hmm. also learn how to say yes to something. Mm. Um, mm. And so I, I, I'm not going to challenge the no part, at least not initially as a therapist, but I would be like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You're getting older. Your body's slowing down. That's not quite working the way it used to. Fine. That that means mm-hmm. we got to scratch some stuff off the list. But like, what can we put in its place? Because- mm-hmm. You can't just atrophy. Um, you can't atrophy physically. I mean, that's a yeah. good way to just hasten your mortality, I guess, is sit still and do nothing. Um, yeah. But you also can't atrophy the relationship. So I think the other thing so is, okay. If I can just interrupt yeah. for a second, we talk about what we call a bid for connection. And his, the wife in this scenario, when she reaches out and she says, babe, let's go for a walk. Let's go skiing. Let's go mountain biking. Let's go hiking. Let's do one of these things. Realistically, it, what she's doing, she's making a bid for connection. And when he says no, um, and then doesn't say no and, but mm-hmm. it just stops at no, um, that's really him turning away from her bid for connection. And over time, the more and more time somebody turns away from your bid for connection, ultimately she'll stop coming around and she'll find somebody else to connect with. She'll say, this is something that I can't do with my partner. I'm going to stop asking. Yeah. Um, and she'll stop making those bids. So I really liked what you said that it's not a no, it's a no. And yes, eventually. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I, I mean, to something else, right? Sure. Cause I mean, honestly, we don't really know what her bids are. I mean, does she want to, does she want to go, you know, mountain biking in Moab or I don't know, something really strenuous or does she just want to take a walk around the block? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about it is that you got to figure out what we're talking about. I mean, if we're talking about something truly strenuous, then maybe it's an unreasonable ask as you enter a new phase of, of life and living. But, but I do think that there's got to be some, some meet me halfway piece for him Um, that doesn't Mm -hmm. include shaming him, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not your fault. You got older. (laughs) It's not your fault. Mm -hmm. You got more tired or you got arthritis or whatever. It's just, just true. 
And I think that for me, I talk about this a lot with couples, this idea that in your relationship, there are probably, there are probably half a dozen really key before and after moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like before we got married or before we had kids or before the affair, or before I lost my job or after I got this huge raise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just one of them, which just means it needs to be understood as a new kind of phase in the phase. relationship. And, Absolutely. And that, the, and that the terms and the rules are going to be different, but they still have yeah. to be terms and rules that that hasten or rather that deepen the connection between the couple. Right. Um, right. So there's a lot of curiosity for me about like what's going on there and what can we do and how do we reframe and but I get it, man. I mean, what I like yeah. is that you said 45 was youthful because you don't typically say that when you're talking about me. <laughs> but, no, um, that's true. I get the In idea relationship of wanting to be to like, um, to want to be active and connected and to share that with somebody, with your life partner. Yeah. I get that. That's reasonable too. Yeah. I do think that there is a struggle that happens for a lot of partners that we talk about rigidity and flexibility in relationships. And when you hold on to rigidity, it doesn't allow you to grow or change. And yet, unfortunately, we get older, our likes and dislikes change, our bodies change. And so if there is rigidity in the relationship, not allowing it to adapt and change, then you're going to feel the tension. But if you're flexible and accepting to the fact that, okay, We're both different people than we were 10 years ago. The things we once enjoyed are probably not things that we're going to be able to enjoy now. Let's talk about what is it that we can still do to connect. And maybe it means that we connect over art instead of Mm. exercising and we connect over um, going to take in a show or whatever it might be. But having a conversation and saying, what else can we do? And then the other part I would say is that there's sort of a yours, mine and ours There's things that you do by yourself. There's things that you do with your friends and your support network. And then there's things that you do with your partner. Mm -hmm. And she might have to just adjust the things that she once enjoyed doing with her partner and start doing those things with somebody else. And I would recommend that it's uh, probably somebody that she's not going to be sexually attracted to just to keep the boundaries. Because if she found that that was an avenue toward connection with her husband, I would say if she, you know, really felt connected to him while she was hiking in nature, I would probably find um, a female partner to mm-hmm. go and hike in nature with just so that she's keeping those boundaries. Well, we here. talked about this last. This is exactly the topic we talked about last week on the podcast, which is this yeah. idea of what is appropriate with regard to other relationships. And the way I frame it is not necessarily like the sexually attracted piece as much as don't you you're, you want to protect the relationship from someone who will be a possible alternative to your spouse. Right. Right. That's the, that's, that's true. the category is, is, is this person an alternate for me? And you know what? It right. could be a girlfriend because that's I true. could be like, I'm done with you, dude. I'm just going to go hang out with my yeah. girlfriend, my lady friend all yeah. the time. And, um, and she's where I get my, if not my sexual connection, at least my sense of <clears throat> intimate connection mm-hmm. with another person who's interested in me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Okay. So here's another topic that I just wanted to bring up because I'm really curious. And it's this idea of letting yourself go. She did not say that in her email, but I am going to infer a different topic that here you have a partner that's 45, a partner that's 60. And what do you do? Actually, scratch that. This is a whole new scenario. What do you do when you feel like your partner is letting themselves go physically, um, either physically, emotionally, 
whatever it might be, and they're no longer able to participate in the things that you once found enjoyable and a, as a way to connect. You feel like there is a choice that they do have uh, the ability to change. What well, do you think knows? about I that? I like that you added the idea of like letting themselves go emotionally as well as physically. Because mm-hmm. I don't really think I, I, I have feelings about that, obviously, but the thing that I would wonder about is, is what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. are you giving up? Are you depressed? Right. Are you, um, what's happening? Like what, right. what's, what, and what needs, what piece of life, uh, or what do you need to grab onto if, if the mm-hmm. alternative is letting yourself go? Like, what do you need to, uh, get back somehow? Yeah. Um, and I think that can be, um, data, right? I mean, again, she didn't say this in her email, but let's just use these guys. If she were to say, Hey, I'm really concerned for you. Right. I mean, I have some complaints about my own, the impact on me, but I actually mm-hmm. am concerned for you. Do you need yeah. a regular massage? Do you need a personal trainer? Do you need mm-hmm. drink more water? Do you need to um, reconnect with some friends? Like what, uh, that would be yeah. an interesting um, starting point as well to say the impact of this is not just on me. On me. Which it is, yeah. but but I'm concerned about the impact on you because I want you to live a long, healthy life. Absolutely. Life. It is a, it's yeah. a really delicate conversation for partners to have where they can say something like, Hey, I've noticed that the things that you once enjoyed, you're no longer enjoying, or you, you used to really love to go out and go snowboarding and skiing on the weekends. You're not doing that anymore. Or you used to hang out with your buddies and go golfing every Friday and you're yeah. no longer keeping in touch with them. And, um, you know, part of that is just being caring and being your partner, knowing your partner well enough to be able to point these things out very gently. And I would say it all comes down to doing it in a non-shaming way and coming across in a concerning, I'm concerned for you, not necessarily for me. It's not a selfish concern. It's a selfless concern. I'm interested in you and your own personal growth. And right now, it seems like something's changed and just coming across very curious. Um, all of that kind of starts with that gentle startup of Which, this is again, what I'm doesn't seeing. doesn't mean that you, that you have to suspend your complaint. True. Absolutely. You can, both, you can have both concerns. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we did a two for one. Yeah, we did. We we covered one that was just all about uh, my own neuro. It seems like you and I might have a little bit of OCD when it comes to the household cleaning. You have a lot. I have a little I'm bit. Diagnosed OCD. Oh, all yeah. right. Well, Thanks. congratulations. Thanks for bringing that up to the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> that that and that you're four pounds away from your goal yeah, in two yeah, days. Right you on, can right make on. it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm well until next I'm getting time. A hair- Tomorrow I won't have all this hair. This has got to be a pound of hair. What about the, it's not a pound, just so you know you have about an inch of hair on your head. What um, about the beard yep, and the, neck, the neck beard? All of okay. this is getting shaved in about a half an hour. Does she do, uh, I said she, but does your it's hairdresser do yeah. eyebrows and nose and ear hair as well? Because if they don't, ask for it. Your wife like will thank me. Me, Zach, ask for it? Like, do you have, think I have a problem with my nose hair right now? It's, I think that this is just a, like a marriage tip mm-hmm. that men... Ladies take a great think, amount of... I think of, you care a lot more about this stuff than a lot no. of other women. <laughs> I, do, I can guarantee they're thanking me right now. All Men, right. when you go to the hairdresser, you get your ears waxed, your nose waxed, and your eyebrows trimmed. That is That's, crazy. That right there is fair. That's fair. <laughs> do you know how much body hair women take off every year? It's fair. Do you want to know 
a fun fact about my wife? She does you, not grow hair. Underarm hair. Underarm hair. I do know that. And I don't know why yeah. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> I bet anyway, you do. It's her fun fact. Like when people are like, when you go to a party and they're like, what's one thing you don't know about me? She's like, I can't grow underarm hair. Or she's like, never have I ever grown underarm hair. Hey, I got to go. Get a haircut. All right. Good night. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I want to say thank you so much for the listeners who have emailed me in the last couple of weeks and telling me how you came to find the podcast, that you've been binge listening to all of the episodes and that you really love what we're talking about. And those of you who have asked questions, we will continue to answer them on air. I wanted to ask if you could go to iTunes and leave us a written review that helps for others people, not just myself, to know how much you love this podcast. Also, it would help us. But if you could go to Marriage Therapy Radio, there is a tab at the top right-hand corner that says Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to financially be able to support the podcast so that we can continue to follow our mission to reaching out to couples with a little bit of humor, a little bit of information, a little bit of research. You can be a supporter of Marriage Therapy Radio by offering $10 a month to keep the lights on and keep us on the radio. Thanks so much for putting all of your time and energy into making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.